0: Welcome to Bellwether. The world has gone crazy. We're dealing with so much change, and you've decided to sit here and listen to me, and I appreciate that. So thank you for being here. Thank you for joining. We have a great episode lined up for you today, episode number 72. We're going to talk about finding your place in the new economy. But what we're really talking about, in a little bit of a self-serving way, is the book that's coming out next week, but change management programs in general. And how to adapt to change from the office to home, because they're, they're linked right now. It's all the same kind of thing. Your office is your home. Your home is your office. And from an organizational perspective, you have teams of people who need to understand how to adapt to change. And that's why I wrote the book. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. I don't want to tell you everything from the book, but I'm going to give you a little a little preview and with the way that the world is going right now as crazy as it is um i think i think it's fairly relevant i think learning how to adapt to change while things are constantly changing is uh is an excellent skill set to focus on right now the uh you can't change management programs, don't work. You can't manage change. I'm going to start the episode by letting you know you cannot manage change because change will not be managed. And so, we call these things like change management programs in corporate, and we're going to put together this change management program and we're going to do this, and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work. Change management programs don't work for a couple of reasons. I'm going to get into those reasons uh, today, but something like, I just read a study. Uh, like 70% of change management programs don't work simply because of employee resistance. Um, how they came up with that, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a valid, it's a McKinsey study too. So I mean, say what you want about McKinsey, but uh, it's not just like Skippy McGee's survey. It's, it's a legitimate study, or at least you could pretend it's a legitimate study. But so change management, we've been going about it all wrong. And we try to cherry pick the good examples of when a change management situation goes well. That we then focus on that. And we say, "Oh, look, this is what worked, so it must work everywhere else." And that's not how it works. So, in in a self serving way today, I wanna I wanna promote the book, promote the book. I wanna plug the book, uh, and I'm directing this episode just like I directed the book towards corporate leaders and individuals. It's both. We've got enterprises and organizations trying to adapt to change so they don't get left behind and we have individuals doing the exact same thing um, now i know we could argue that corporations are human beings <laughs> uh, and you know what in theory i am going to say that today only because the decisions being made by organizations are being made by human beings now for tax purposes that's a different thing but we'll we'll not worry about that so Three things, and these are these three assumptions I'm starting with before I do this episode. And I think you'll agree with these, but I just want to level set because, you know, alignment is is helpful. Number one, change is happening faster than anyone can handle. Go back to my change management programs don't work. You can't manage change. Right. So it's happening faster than we can handle. I know we all know this. Number two. Uh, the way to manage change and you may not know this the way to manage macro change is to focus on micro you we hear about all of these things focus on what you can control do you know only focus on you it's the way that you can manage change is to focus on those particular areas important to you i'm going to cover that a little bit more today as well and then point number three is you have to do the work nobody is going to make a change management program work for you you have to do it Okay, so uh, it, it, from from the enterprise to the individual, we have varying levels of change, and it's like chaos theory, right? One small thing over here impacts something over here, and then there's crazy shit on the other side, and they're all linked, um, and it's a challenge because when we think about all the different types of change that exist, we've got... Um, societal change, we've got workplace change, consumer change, all these different types of change. And each of them individually are difficult. But when you pile them all on top of each other, you're like, whoa, hold up. This is like everywhere I turn now, something's changing. So I'm going to talk a little bit about change. And I cover, it's been talked about a lot, and I really like the way a lot of people talk about it, the pace of change. The pace of change actually isn't changing if that makes sense. Okay, so you get like 1% of change or 1% of growth over time. It's just 1%. The pace is just the same. The challenge is that the amount changes. So 1% of 100 versus 1% of a million are very different. So as things evolve and get bigger and better and faster, the change, just the 1% little bit of change that we deal with gets bigger and harder and faster and everything else. So, So pace of change doesn't really change. But our ability to deal with it, it becomes overwhelming. And so there are four steps that I'm going to drive home today in, in how to deal with change. And it's amazing I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about change in like 15 minutes. This is the most important thing you'll ever, ever listen to. <laughs> uh, four steps in dealing with change. Now there's a lot of work to each of these, but number one is awareness. Uh, what kind of change are we dealing with? All right, let's be aware of the change. We could feel it, but let's articulate it. Number two is preparing for change, which is all that little nice stuff that we just talked about, about you getting to focus on you. Uh, number three is learning from that preparedness and learning from the change while you're in the moment. And then number four is using that wisdom to make better decisions when new change comes down the pike, okay? So we've got awareness, preparedness, Learning and wisdom, and each of those four components has one common theme: your responsibility to take care of it for you. Nobody—I mean, I could tell you everything about all the change that's happening right now, but until you feel it, you're not really going to make any any decisions or changes or anything else. We don't make change until we—we uh, we don't make behavioral change until we feel the pain. Okay, so you have to realize it for yourself, and that's what a lot of when we talk about it from a corporate perspective getting some a change management program. That's why communications is so important is because you have to have the other person, not just understand what you're saying, but feel what you're saying so that they want to join your side. That's what's going on with just corporate change or why change management programs don't work. You can't just dictate change unless it's like, you know, you've got this policy of, you know, you're going to lose your arm if you don't do this. Right. But that's you know you're just doing that out of fear it's not it's not really going to help you grow as an organization so we need to communicate purpose and change and and reasoning and get everyone to buy in and understand how it's going to benefit them that is how we do a change manage management program because change is, is is driven by people behavioral change is driven by individual people that's it um, and so each component has an aspect that you're responsible for. So let's start with awareness. And I just mentioned the different types of change, right? We've got um, societal change, workplace change, uh, psychological change, consumer change, and they're all piled on. Like you go you go to work and you go to the office and everything at work just changed because the marketplace just completely changed it around. So you come home and then um, you find out you have to figure out what this emoji means because your teenager is now texting this thing and you're like, I don't know what that is. And then you turn on the news and then you realize that there's a riot going on. You're like, holy cow. And then your phone dings with an ad for something that you were talking about to your coworker about, like whatever. And you're like, dude, this is too much. Every time you turn, like everywhere you turn, you're being hit with something else and you have no no privacy. You have no serenity. You have no time where you could say, yo, hold up. Like nobody's going to wait for you. And um, when we take a look at the size of these and the pace of changes increasing in each of these, your workplace change, your consumer change, you're being marketed to. Like uh, I've got this computer. I bought a new computer. I cannot turn off these ads on my computer. I'm not even connected to the internet. It's built in. My TV's watching me. Like All of this stuff designed to get you to spend more, buy more, do more. And it's exhausting. It's truly exhausting. And it's exhausting to try to keep up. And it's exhausting to even try to get ahead of it because you're not going to. You've got teams of people who are focused on how to make your workplace more efficient. Teams of people on how to sell you more shit. Teams of people who... Um, Just working to change society for the better or for worse, whatever it is. There are people dedicated to this, and you're just trolling along on your day. And so it gets overwhelming very quickly. So we have to prepare for this change. And the way to do it is not to turn off the outside world, but I mean a little bit, but there are four aspects that we, we generally know we have to focus on, but we, and, and, I've, I've covered these ad nauseum in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to cover them all here, but your physical, mental, social, and financial preparation. That's preparing for the new economy. And from a business perspective, for your people, getting them physically well, getting them uh, mentally well. How are you preparing them for change? Getting, uh, building a social network within your organization, or if you're an individual, building your network in order to help you adapt over time and get a new job over time if you need it. Networking is one of the most important parts. But figuring out what you believe and what you uh, your, your self-worth and your self value and recognizing that, eating the right things. all of these things impact your ability to manage change. Okay? In my book, I, I, I have a full string of how what you eat for breakfast, impacts your ability to manage change at the office it's true and i'm not making it up uh and and then from you know we've got the physical mental and social the financial aspect of having some financial comfort is so important because you're making different decisions when you're not stressed about money now we're all stressed about money i get it but you know what there are levels and there's a scale of money stress and, you know, if you know you have an emergency fund, it changes your decision-making ability. If you know you have money in the bank, it changes your decision-making ability. And it's not like you're going to be rich over time and, and you know, or overnight. Um, but we need to keep an eye on that, on how to slowly build that up for whatever, it is. you have to put together a plan. Okay, that's going to work for you. Much easier said than done. I didn't say any of this was easy. It's simple, it's not easy. Um, but when we think about from a from a from a corporate standpoint, it's the same thing. You need your your financials in order. You need to make the right types of investments. And if a corporation is making investments in themselves, you as an individual need to make an investment in you. It's the same story. And one of the big things that we like to drive especially from a coaching perspective is driving home this culture of learning. Okay? This this change Uh, and preparation isn't something you can just whip up in a weekend. This is ongoing. It's an ongoing process that has to take constant work. And so when we talk about from awareness to preparedness to learning, it takes a psychological shift in what we're able to to do. That's why people always talk about vulnerability and people always talk about resilience. And and these are all mind things. And it's, you know, if we want to, to drive an effective change management program, if that's what you want to call it at the office, it comes down to developing a culture that allows people to be effective in managing change. And that's a culture of learning. If you want to be able to manage change is recognizing the fact that you don't know everything and be open to the fact that you might learn something. It's that culture of learning and culture of questioning a culture that challenges you to be flexible, that's what's going to get you through your your change management. That's what allows you to the the catharsis of just putting up your hand and saying i can't I can't do it. It's not my responsibility. What I need to do is just learn something right now. When I launched my business uh the hardest part wasn't you know writing contracts or 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 um, paperwork or, or getting clients or market sizing or any of that stuff. The hardest part for me was unlearning all of the bad habits I picked up in corporate. Unlearning all of those things that I learned over time that I knew, quote unquote, knew were right because they weren't. And uh, that's what makes this such a challenge. It hits you to your core and adapting to change, change that's constantly changing. You have to shake up your core, and you have to recognize that, that yes, we can fear change, and yes, we have a fear of the unknown, but we can sit and we can learn from it, and we're still going to be there the next day. We can't force change on people, but we can show them why it's important for them to learn. And... Uh, and that's the only way it will work. People need to realize it. I mean, take a look at politics, all the shit that's going on in the political world. The reason people hate each other on the other side of the aisle is because they're screaming at each other. And when we take a look over history, the people who made real good progress uh, are the ones who had real conversations and learned from other people and, and adjusted their thinking. Now, easier said than done, right? Everyone's an idiot right? As we sit and watch. Um, But fixing a culture, and this is for people and a a company and a country, uh, creating a learning environment takes nuance, and it takes work, and it takes expertise. And how it manifests is subjective based on the person, the organization and the person. And there are too many variables for a blanket, silver bullet solution. So when you're trying to put together a change management program for your organization, you need someone who who understands it and they need expertise in communication. They need expertise in operations. They need someone with with all of these aspects or an understanding at least to, to point you in the right direction. And the point of it is to allow our people to set themselves and the corporation up for success. And that's how we we use the information of change to our advantage. When people talk about, you know, well, change presents an opportunity, It's, it's an opportunity to learn. That's what it is. And it's an opportunity to take that learning and use it in a future situation in your decision making. There's your opportunity to make good, effective decisions. Change is always going to be here. And it will always be a challenge. And it will always get more difficult. Um, and that's why we need a a new, no bullshit solution to managing it. And it's not a joke anymore. It's not, it's, um, it's very important. You will be, um, and when we take a look at what's going on in, in, in the United States this week with the riots and everything, um, these people are afraid of being left behind. That's what it is. They're afraid of being left behind. Right, the world has evolved, and they're trying to hold on to something that is going away. And you can decide what side you want to be on. I mean, I'm not, you know, whatever. But it's um, the world is not going to wait for you. So I, I encourage everybody to buy the book. <laughs> buy the book. But I encourage your your organization and you as an individual. To explore this, if you're not ready and preparing yourself to adapt to change and think in a new way, you're going to be left behind. And that's not, I mean, that's my big fear is always being left behind. I don't want to be left behind. Um, that's your challenge. That's what we're dealing with. When we're talking about change management, when we're talking about adapting to change from the office to the home, we're talking about not being left behind. And uh, and that's, you know, we talk about inclusion as being one of the most important Parts like We all want to feel included. And that's great for psychological benefits of neurological this and that, whatever. Inclusion is what we're all really looking for. We want to be part of the club. And so when you are faced with a fear of being left behind, suddenly your, your negative behaviors pop out. So with that, um, I don't know, that just went on a downer, didn't it? But it's serious. So I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about adapting to change. Because here's the other thing is we are adaptable people. I'm going to leave it on a high note. I'm going to put it on a high note. We're adaptable people. Okay, we've been adapting for years as humans. That's what we do. And uh, there's, the sun's coming up tomorrow. There's always going to be another day. And that's great. Our job right now is not to beat change. is just to learn from it and recognize that there's going to be another day to learn from change and we'll adapt, and we'll be okay. That's what we do. And that's great. And the people who focus on this, the people and organizations who drive these cultures, adapting to change will be that much easier for them than the other people who are struggling all the way. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of work. Um, and it's difficult work, and it's embarrassing work, and it's uncomfortable work, and it's you know, it's it's swallowing those heavy, hard pills of, you know what? I was wrong for so long. Um, I swallowed those pills, and uh, and I feel better for it, and it's great. I wouldn't change anything. It's amazing. So uh, get the book, January 19th, 2021, um, which will be just under a week from when this is published. Uh, adapting Emotion, Finding Your Place in the New Economy. Do it. It's going to be great. And as always, I'm here for for any of those you want to talk about change management, call me. I'll tell you how to I'll tell you how to manage change. I'll tell you how to manage change. I'll put together your whole program um, that will work. <laughs> That'll be great. So have a good week. Be productive be successful and thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing everyone out there soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellweather is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellweatherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.